0: Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob, and reading today from a uh, newsletter from Crossing Borders, which is an outfit that works uh, not far from where I live in the Chicago area and uh, is blessing the North Koreans uh, who come out of North Korea. You know, the North Korea ministry is a widespread thing, not only the people there, the people who finally manage to get out, what happens to them. I do <coughs> support this group, but I do not um, I'm not speaking for them uh, in any official way. They've allowed me to read these things, and uh, I just I give them to you so you will pray. They want you to meet Joanna this time. I'm reading from their winter 2017 newsletter. They do one of these every several months. Joanna grew up in North Korea's capital city, Pyongyang. Not all North Koreans get to live in the capital city, obviously. To be allowed to live there, (coughs) one must pass a, a number of family history checks dating back to the early 1900s. These checks are to ensure the families allowed into Pyongyang were not sympathetic to the Japanese or South Korea during the Korean War. The more loyal your family is deemed to be, the closer it will be to Pyongyang, which is close to the southern border of North Korea. This is why the famine hit the hardest in the very north of the country where people are deemed to be <coughs> the least loyal to the regime. And many of the refugees that this organization, Crossing Borders, ministers to, are from those uh, remote areas. Well, Joanna's husband was a truck driver. On one of his deliveries, he got lost and accidentally ended up in a different city. This got the family kicked out of Pyongyang and began a life of suffering for their family of four. The couple eventually divorced. Joanna decided to cross the river into China and she was subsequently sold to a Chinese man who is kind to her and allows her to send money to her children in North Korea. But Joanna obviously still struggles. There was so much grain in their house, but there was no hope, one of our workers said recently about Joanna's house. Joanna felt trapped in her situation she was worried for her children in North Korea. She began to turn to the leader of one of Crossing Borders communities, Elizabeth, who counseled her. And through Elizabeth, she's found a friend, and she's found faith. Joanna says that she is hopeful for the first time in her life. She's hopeful that North Korea will crumble, and that one day she'll be able to see her daughters again. Um, and, and that's where that story ends. We don't have lots and lots of details about any of these things, but enough that I hope that you will catch the fire to want to pray. Next page, Crossing Borders has been working to help refugees who live, as we said a minute ago, further away from China's border with North Korea for the last two years. The border areas have been hotbeds for the capture and repatriation of North Korean refugees in China. And then they give you an excerpt from their 2015 annual report. Two years ago, in 2015, Crossing Borders was able to start work in a new region in China where we found thousands of North Korean refugees living in relative safety. This region, far from the China-North Korea border, is subject to far less scrutiny by government authorities. Police are not trained to spot North Koreans, and security is not heightened. Our plans to reach out to the refugees in this region uh, were intentionally different from our usual approach. We've held back from affecting the population's economy by offering monetary support. With our organizational resources, we've also helped start three local churches comprised of refugees. It's been an exciting opportunity for us to help bring Christianity into a region that has not been exposed to the gospel in decades. Staff from the United States recently visited the area to better access, or assess, I should say, the needs of the refugee population. Now, that's the end of that report when we come back to the present. It's not necessary they say, for the women to convert. We don't make them convert to Christianity to be a part of these church groups. Some do not convert. The most important thing to us is that these women look out for one another. The work in this area continues to grow and progress. We have five local communities that are thriving with five local leaders who are being trained. In addition, Crossing Borders has reached out to 80 new North Korean refugee women this year with the hope that they will Uh, form even more communities. In order to support this community, we send teams to run retreats for them and doctors to give them quality medical care. All of these things we do to improve the quality of their lives. We want these women to feel healthier, safer, and more empowered to support each other and help others in their communities. We're currently employing one pastor in this area. But the work has outgrown his capacity, so we're looking to hire other locals who can help him. Your support, and I'm not really propagandizing for them, but I'm just reading the newsletter, will continue to go to refugees who need monetary support, as we still have a number of women in our network who need it. If we ever reach a point where your support outpaces the monthly need for the refugees in our network, we'll shift the excess funds to pay for other things and I won't say any more about the money part. My intention in reading this and all my North Korea audios is to have you to pray and to care and to cry a while. That's okay too. Let's talk about Boa. Boa has been, and this is an update on her, she's been making some amazing progress in South Korea. She's a refugee who we helped in China for over five years. We also helped her escape China Again, going back to that 2015 newsletter about her, then we'll have an update at the end of, of this. Boa's home in North Korea was a single house in the countryside shared with four other families. The house had a tile roof, but it leaked in the rain. The house was dark at night. This is what Boa remembers when she thinks of home. In the winter, Boa said her family never had enough firewood. So she and her father would go to a nearby mountain very early in the morning and cut down pine trees to bring home in secret. If anyone caught them, there would be severe consequences. After Boa escaped to China, she thought of her parents and how they were struggling in North Korea. Uh, She says, I wish I can make some more money to send to my family so that they can move to a better house. I'd buy them a farm in a flat area so they could get enough food for a whole year. But I don't even know how to contact them. She told us this while she was in China. Still going back uh, into that 2015 newsletter. Unlike so many of the North Korean refugee women we help, Boa has never been sold into a forced marriage. Crossing Borders placed her in a small city in northeast China and secured job training for her through an arrangement with a restaurant near her home. After five long years in China, Boa wanted to leave the country for South Korea. This was a difficult decision for her, but one she felt like she needed to make. In 2012, we explained to Boa the risks of traveling to South Korea. When she was sure she wanted to leave, we sent her on her way through the Underground Railroad with a partner organization. Months passed, with no contact from Boa. But in the summer of 2013, we received word that she had made made it to South Korea's education program for North Korean refugees. It's called Hanawan. Her trek had taken her through China, Vietnam, eventually to Laos. She said her trip took her a long time and she was very scared. She had prayed fervently along the way. She stayed in Laos for about 40 days, and after a layover in Thailand, she made it to Incheon Airport in South Korea, only a few hundred miles from where she grew up in North Korea. Our missionaries met with her in Seoul shortly after she finished at Hanawan. Boa looked noticeably thinner and healthy. She said that she could not eat well until she was released from Hanawan because she was so nervous and excited. Initially, life in Seoul was a struggle for Boa. She went to school through the third grade in North Korea. So with the advanced academic standards of South Korea, she found herself behind. Imagine not going to school since the age of eight and having to go back 20 years later. Boa attended a school set up for North Korean refugees to raise her education level. She finished her high school equivalency in two years She's now studying to attend college in Seoul. And now the update. Since the time of of that letter, Boa has gotten married, finished junior college, and is expecting a baby in the summer of 2018. Boa is also applying to go to seminary so that she can help others like her. Her life has not been without problems in South Korea. After getting married, a family who worked at her school tried to swindle money from her. This is a common experience for North Koreans in South Korea. People try to take advantage of them because they aren't familiar with the system or culture. Some report being taken advantage of by members of their churches. Our missionaries helped Boa navigate these issues. In her seminary application, Boa had to write an essay about who she trusts the most in the world. She decided to write about our missionary couple, who helped her while she was in China, helped her escape, and is currently providing guidance for her in South Korea. Well, that's what Crossing Borders does. We will provide love and support in whatever way we can to these refugees and orphans, even when they are not technically in our care. We will continue to try to set a good example for Boa to emulate as she plans to go into full-time ministry. then one last page about the shifting landscape culturally, politically, in the land of North Korea and that whole peninsula. This year, we've seen a significant shift in the tone and activities of the Chinese government in relation to North Korea, North Korean refugees in South Korea. One of the drivers of this change has been South Korea's installation of the THAAD missile defense system which China says uses technology that South Korea and the United States can use to spy on them in China. China in recent years increased their trade with South Korea. South Korea has warmed to China because of the country's close economic ties. This trend shifted this year as South Korea proceeded with their plans to install the missile defense system which South Korea claims is only going to be used to protect itself from growing threats from North Korea. Our workers in China tell us that children in Chinese schools recite anti-South Korean chants as they start the day. Other sources tell us that some stores refuse to sell to South Koreans and American customers. The Chinese media attacked South Korea throughout the year. Early in 2017, China was seen arresting a group of missionaries, one of whom was a U.S. citizen. This was an unprecedented move, as China typically does not arrest U.S. passport holders, but chooses instead to deport them if needed. This summer, China has moved further inland in the arresting and deportation of North Korean refugees. This has affected the area where we started five churches and have poured so many resources into. In the past, the women in this area felt safer and less vulnerable to China's efforts to deport North Korean refugees because police were not trained to spot, arrest, and deport them. They thought they were safer. But the ground underneath them shifted. Many are unsure what to do. Crossing borders will continue to proceed with caution to show the compassion of Christ To more of these women. Amen. And then a little update on another person here, Susanna, just a tiny piece. As we have shared on our 2016 annual report and our blog, a North Korean refugee in our network, Susanna, was able to receive cataract surgery and restore her eyesight. This year she was able to help on her family's farm. She could plant corn seeds and was thankful at harvest i just got to interject here. I mean, why? this is news, folks. In North Korea, this is news. In that peninsula, in that part of the world, this is news. You would never see anything like that in the main headlines of our papers today. Somebody receiving surgery, planting corn seeds with their better eyes. Come on. But that's life. We, uh, we are spoiled, folks. Anyway, Susanna is also able to participate in community more than she ever has in the past because of her newfound vision. Conversations are easier. She can read people's expressions. She can read the words to the songs that they sing. Well, for more of Susanna's backstory, you can go to this blog. Would you take this down? It's B I T bit dot L Y. Again, bit dot L Y. Those are all lowercase letters. Then a forward slash Capital C, capital B, hyphen, Susanna, capital S, U, S, A, N, N, A. Can I say that all one more time? Write this down. Small letters, B-I-T dot L-Y, forward slash, capital letters, C-B, hyphen, and the S in Susanna also capitalized. And then, U-S-A-N-N-A. Case sensitive. So, I do hope that you will look up "crossing borders." You can Google it. It, It's it's in Glenview, Illinois. I'll say that much about it. But again, I don't want to be in the place of promoting a particular work over another. I'm just on their mailing list, and I do help. Some of the things you heard right there are because of money that that we sent. You know, it's a good feeling. You know, I trust that you will either contact them or Open Doors or ICC or VOM Korea uh i've i've been in touch with all those folks and they're good folks and they're doing a good work and you could spend your money very well in those places and they always are needing that cash help along with the prayers and so god bless you i hope that you'll look up my other work on north korea on this website it's all over the place there's 400 plus audios on north korea And uh, some reading things there, too. Well, God bless you. This is the Hackberry House of Chosun. And Lord willing, we will again talk very soon. Bye-bye.